Hi there. Before we get started with today's episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, I have to address two very important glaring omissions. First of all, for the first time in a very long time, we forgot to give a shout out to Cousin Vanessa, and we cannot have an episode without giving a shout out to our Cousin Vanessa. So, Cousin Vanessa, this is your shout out. Number two, in giving a shout out to my dear friends, Jen and Afros, also known as Lindsay, and the launching of their amazing new web store. I gave the wrong web address during the program. So for those who want to check out the incredible art of Jen, also known as WrongXJen on Twitter, and AfrosXII, please go to SundogsFire, that's S-U-N-D-O-G-S-F-I-R-E.com. I myself just bought a couple of amazing notebooks with their artwork. Uh, my kids love their art and use the stuff that I buy from their store all the time, so I recommend you check it out as well. Now we will bring you to the usual cold open, which often is my sister's making fun of me, and hope you enjoy the show. What about you? What about you? Should tell the story of, of when you guys had threw our garbage uh, out the window because we were too lazy to go downstairs window. and take it outside. Goosh, remember goosh? What I'm about just going to ask you all I'm going to ask you, you don't what it was like goosh. to live with Lily. That's all. Okay, we'll, we'll bring up Goosh live. Do you not remember I don't know what that means. Goosh? Let's just I think, save I, that. I think the Are word you thinking was... of somebody else? I have no I idea what you're talking goosh? about. Goosh? Goosh? Oh, my God. How do you guys not remember this? You... What was that? I'm going to start again. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Not me. Becky moved so from like right as I was about to start. I'm the, literally I'm I, holding my breath because I'm so afraid of laughing. Okay. <laughs> I'm the latest, but I'm also the quietest. Okay? All right. It's because you don't know how to use your mic. One, two. Here we are, tipper-tappering away with one of our favorite returning guests on the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We've got Steph joining us. Um, uh, who joined us in episode 16. I recommend folks go back and listen to that one so you can catch some of the bits we're going to refer to on this episode. But we also, of course, are joined by my wonderful sisters, Lily in the Canary Islands. How are you doing today, Lil? Good. That's good. All right, Becky, are you in <laughs> California? I am in California. Um, I am I am in California. Can I? Can I give you like a... Like a little up. Do you want to know how I'm doing? Yeah, how are you doing? That's how I'm doing. I'm good. Um, I I did have a couple incidences yesterday. I got um, I got my hair cut and I got bangs, but the bangs didn't really come out as planned. And so now instead of having these cute little curly bangs, my uh, my postpartum hair has somehow straightened out a bit more than I had realized, and it looks like I have like a tiny little baby mushroom cut hanging off the front of my face. And it's slightly horrible. I think the world needs pictures of this to accompany the episode, and we should have people weigh in and perhaps compare you to cartoon characters. Perhaps, and but if I if I like you know make sure it's hanging in a certain way, it's 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 
fine, but, you know, the slightest little breeze just separates the bangs at the part, and I have a little mushroom cut. I'm going to confidently say that postpartum haircuts, strange things happen. Like, I've gone back and watched home videos of mom, and there's this brief period where she has a bowl haircut right after I was born. <laughs> I'm always, I always say, Mom, what, what happened there? She said, that was my, I just had a new baby haircut. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, I'll, I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'll figure it out. So, so that's how I'm. Mm-hmm. So since we have a guest that's been here before, uh, Steph, who is the author, creator, amazing human behind PassMeAnotherCupcake.com, we are not going to go into a tremendous amount of detail, but her about her, we're just going to get right into the conversation because she's one of the family. And speaking of family, Aww. we had a request from Gato, also known as at Gato One Dog, a, a good buddy of the podcast, to get a little bit more into some family stories. Uh, so at the top here, we're going to comment on, we're going to tell, tell some family stories. Steph, jump in at any time since you did, you, if you've lived with a Corman family member, then mm-hmm. that's it. You get to weigh in on all family stories. Okay. But I'm going to start here with a story that we've been meaning to tell for a little while. Uh, this was the day before Passover, or the the day before, pa- or the day of Passover Eve, the first night of Passover, we took a family quest out to Camden, New Jersey. And as everybody knows, we are huge fans of the Goldbergs. We are loyal gold nerds, and we went to Donkey's Place, which was the subject of the Goldbergs Adam Spielberg episode from this season, where Murray and Barry travel all the way to Camden, New Jersey to try a cheesesteak, but a different type of cheesesteak because this cheesesteak cheesesteak is served on a circular Kaiser bun. Cue Lily saying, on a Kaiser. On a Kaiser. <laughs> a Kaiser. <laughs> that was great, actually. You know, comes naturally to me. Mom is still old Jewish man. Yeah, mom's, mom's still complaining about how she's slightly horrified we did this. She was literally she on Thursday she was every she was step of the it. way. She, was she like, kept being like, I don't understand if you're gonna get in the car to go to a cheesesteak, why wouldn't cheesesteak? Well, why wouldn't you go to Delisandro? She, she's visiting uh, now. She was literally telling my friends about this. Uh, she was telling them about how we didn't go to Delisandros and so, how we ate cheesesteaks on a Kaiser roll. So, so many elements of this story mimic the episode of the TV show. Number one, we traveled with 12 people, three of them under the age of seven, two of them babies, at least toddlers. <laughs> One newborn. <laughs> to this amazing place, Donkey's Place. Now, to set the scene, it, it does not look like the cheesesteak place in the episode of the Goldbergs. It is actually more of a quaint hole in Shockingly, the wall. they didn't film it there? Is that what you're saying? I don't know how they would have fit a camera crew in it because it's this quaint, small bar. And you walk in and there's crowds of people. There's a full bar. And then right behind the bar, in open air, right next to where I think the register is, is an open grill where they are grilling steak after all steak. All the onions. All of the onions. All the onions you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, exactly. And all Piled the up high. And, and, and all the meat. And, 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 and all the meat. There is not an inch to spare on this grill. It is the most efficiently used grill ever with these long, thick chunks of steak and Kaiser rolls everywhere. And now, because there was 12 of us, we could not fit all 12 people right away. And initially we were going to eat outside uh, in the parking lot. In their lot. parking lot, Because yes. we were concerned we weren't going to get seats. We walk in, and it is our mother and me, 
my wife and my older child, who is sort of clutching my leg as hot meat and cheese walks by her. And I have to say something up at the top. One of the best parts of the experience of this place was the staff, Jesse in particular, if you're listening to this, were amazing. They were the nicest people in the entire world because I would not have been nice to our family with the way we behaved. And they were beyond patient and made the experience that much better. So as I am making an order with the wonderful waiter, Jesse, mom stops me and just points to him and says, oh, hold on a second. May I see a menu? Now, again, chaotic oh scene, meat frying everywhere. <laughs> and he, in the best way possible, just turns around and points like, at the we grill. Have, <laughs> we have one thing on that, the that menu. Was, that's the menu. Yeah, man. You. Can I see a She menu? is. Mom is the berry of the family. <laughs> the berry. <laughs> so, and the, eventually we stuffed the entire family into the into a table. They were very nice about accommodating us and getting all 12 people into a table. <laughs> and I admit I brought my own diet root beer, which no one seemed to either notice or say anything no, no, about. No, 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 no. You did not bring your own diet root beer. You brought a cooler, a cooler. of diet soda <laughs> for the table to eat at what basically is a heart attack. You were like, you know what, guys? I'm just going to save the 100 calories from a normal soda. Ordered, like, diet sodas. But we brought our own little mini cooler filled with sodas that we just so take out in the middle of this restaurant. And our look, I'm a look, I'm a changed man. We haven't documented my health my health bevolution on this program. But the fact that I carry my own diet sodas now, it's a big deal. So we pick well, out I the diet. I just di want to say that, like, wait, hold on. Having uh, lived with Steph myself, like, Steph, you would have, like, had you just even seen the grill, you had a stomach ache. Oh, God. Like, this scene was intense. <laughs> but, what I was going to say is, Pre-pre-seder pre, 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 pre kickoff, Shy and I were popping Tums and Zantac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Nobody... No I one will... in our group at the Seder could actually, like, eat very much. That's that true. Day. I had, like, a dollop of haroset and <laughs> some chopped <laughs> liver, and then mm. – and that was it. So but so we walk in. We sit down. We order our food. Now, Lily is a vegetarian, which I had not really thought through. Well, not, Lily's I, a vegetarian? I'm not a vegetarian. I don't eat beef, which is the only <laughs> thing they had there to eat. I went along with the ride. Um, right. But you know, Steph, I, I, don't, I haven't, I don't eat beef for a long time. So, but I eat like chicken and other. Yeah, I thought you guys definitely yeah. remember eating chicken. Yeah, for sure. And so I just went along for the ride. But then Shy like kind of looked at me. I was like, Oh wait, like why are you here? Like what are you gonna eat? And I was like, Whatever, it doesn't matter. And Jesse was so nice. He's like taking the orders. And I was like, No, I'm not gonna have anything. I don't eat beef. He's like, You know what? I'll just just give you what I eat when I'm just. He goes, I'll give you what I'll make you what I eat when I'm just kind of tired of the meat. And I was like, oh, what? He's like, just cheese and onions. I was like, okay. So And he made me a cheese and onion gigantic like cheese steak, but with no steak. Very and, nice. And, and we it also did look amazing. Fries. In any event, to wrap up, it yeah. was incredible. Uh, I'm not going to compare to other cheesesteak places. That's not what this is about. This is not about this versus other cheesesteak places. You don't places. want to start a controversy. Exactly. No controversy. But I will say it was as amazing as advertised. I sampled not only my own cheesesteak with the cheesesteak and onions. I tried one with just cheese and steak because there were leftovers. And then I ate from Lily's. I just kind of ate it with a fork because there were just onions and cheese everywhere. And then as everyone was leaving, oh, my daughter ate an entire half of one? 
maybe even one and a half of one. Mm-hmm. It was she enjoyed it thoroughly. And she's six and tiny. I think it weighed as much as her. And then as everybody's leaving, I was so sad that I was going to miss the cheesesteak that with a fork and my fingers, I was just picking off whatever pieces of sandwich were left as they were well, taking the last you were, bit Well, what you were doing is you had to sample every single cheesesteak to make sure that it was consistent. Because part of good quality is also consistency. Yeah. And so from sandwich to sandwich, they were hitting that consistency note. So you, you were really doing and, like... And, and your husband was particularly people. amazing, Becky, because he ate his with your baby strapped <laughs> to him. And at one point, I, I, I guess I misordered or I didn't order enough because I get very mm-hmm. self-conscious because I've been accused of over-ordering in the past. And yeah, we sat down and you looked at me and you said, wait a minute, we, we need another cheesesteak. And I got like defensive and sad that you I was like, so, wait. You were horrified. The look on your face... So we ordered an extra one, and he ate it over your baby's head. Anyways, he thank you, Donkey's Place, for accommodating us. We will be back. It was amazing. Gold nerds, you should all make the pilgrimage. We should all meet up there one day. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, when you eat a lot of cheesesteaks, you tend to weigh a little bit more than you did a day before. And Lily has a story about weighing. People, most people don't know this, but Lily lives the real-life life of the tv show kingdom or perhaps rocky i mean like without all the extensive like drug use and kingdom and you know the bad relationships i would say other than that yeah but lily Lily and her husband own martial arts studios and they compete and their uh, students compete in big championships and you have a weigh-in story so yeah so um obviously my my husband's that like professional kickboxer and not, it's like not me who's doing that part of the business I'm you know more marketing event planning that kind of stuff and um he's clearly the coach and, if, and in any kind of situation he's also clear. the manager let's be clear though there's no one in I, our family that is the champion of a sport champion for sure <laughs> not kickboxing I can tell you that hey so, Lily was a mean badminton player in high school. I was. And I was. Rhythm, I mean, rhythm, it's not like I'm not. I'm athletic. I just am not winning kickboxing championships. And rhythmic it's gymnastics. Obvious. True. True, true, true. And I wasn't going to say I wasn't athletic. I'm just, uh, yeah. Anyways, and so, um, but we run the business together. And I'm, in, like, I know I'm intimately, I'm, oh, sorry, I hit the mic. I'm intimately involved in, like, our competitor, like, the guys that are competing on, like, higher levels and, um, like, you know, their training schedule and everything and, you know, like, even, like, what they eat and stuff. And um, it turned out that we have a, a very close, like, you know, one of our best instructors, close person of our business is had a fight last night, Saturday night, um, a boxing match. And Friday night, there was previously arranged a special training with another gym that was coming from far to come train with our guys, like a sparring session. And a lot of people were involved. And Jose, my husband, couldn't go to the weigh-in, which is the night before, with our um, with our fighter. And our other like high-level staff also can't go because like he, you know, really needed them at this training. So he's got a fighter that is kind of stuck. And so he looked at me normal. He's just like, okay, so you'll take him. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, of course. I'll just take him. Sure. I've been to tons of weigh-ins. I just never paid attention because I'm usually there taking photos, making sure, like, people show up. And I never actually paid attention to the actual weigh-in part. But it's a thing. And it's pretty stressful because if they don't make weight, they lose the fight. Like, they could possibly lose the fight. And that's a very big problem for the promoter and the fight card and, like, you know, people paid money to see certain people fight. It's an issue. So um, 
I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I was joking to our fighter, Pablo. I was like, if you don't make weight, I'm, I don't know you. I was like, I'm definitely pretending I don't know you. Ha ha ha. And he's like, no, I, he cut weight the day before, which if people don't watch kingdom or don't know is cutting weight is, it's a stressful, difficult process. And they get down to the, like the lowest possible weight that they can, I guess. Like, so he had to be 56 to kilos. The point where and they're, he, to the point where they're carving sweat off of their skin. Yes, exactly. And so he wasn't that far away from the weight, but he still had to lose like a bunch of pounds. And um, you know, the day before, um, I woke up that morning just at like below the, the weight limit. And so he basically didn't eat what he doesn't, you don't eat all day. And uh, he ran, he went for a jog to make sure that he'd be under. And so he's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, I'm a little bit nervous, but I should be fine. I was like, okay. So I drive him over there and you have to imagine sort of like this, like kind of a um, banquety kind of hall place uh, with about a hundred dudes that are starving. Um, athletes. <laughs> like literally they're like one of them take jacked up and starved. Yeah, these guys are like nervous to make people. Right. They're, ner- they're nervous to make weight. They're uh, pro- the guy that they're going to fight against is in the room. Cause like everybody's there. They're kind of like lined up, but still, and there's a lot of tension, you know, photographer. There's like a lot of people there, a, lot, a bunch of girlfriends and, you know, like people are coming to see it and, you know, I'm there with Pablo. I'm like, no big deal. And him and I are chit-chatting. I'm trying to keep him distracted. And then they call the, the list for the weigh-in and he's first. I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, that's wow. Okay, great. Let's, let's go push my whip to the front. He, you know, they get, they get naked completely if they're really nervous about like every gram, but uh, Pablo was not that nervous. So he kept his underwear on and um they take naked her, completely. which in spain means it's like very skimpy european underwear for those yes yeah, like these like little cute like you know t- like kind of like tidy whities and uh like briefs very short briefs and um he's the first to step on the scale and everybody's like tap and this is in front of like a photo call because then the photographer takes the picture so you're supposed to tap the scale to turn it on and then then somebody's like tap the scale and, and before you step on so he taps it turns on and he steps on and the number reads six pounds over his weight. And now I, I'm taking photos of him. So like we have our own pictures and in the pictures, you can see his face, like looking down, looking up, looking shocked and like terrified. And then I'm looking at the number and I'm like, what? And all of a sudden the promoter, this huge guy's like 500 pound dude is like yelling, where's the coach? Where's the coach? And and I look around like, oh, God, where's that guy's coach? Is this is awkward. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm i the one that has to answer for him. And I go, um, that's uh, that's me. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm his manager and not his coach, obviously. Um, and uh, and so I like scurry up. You, to the you were concerned team. they would be confused that you were that I was champion. training him. <laughs> training him and of course now everybody's dressed in like sports clothes and stuff like all the trainers and like i was dressed like not like a businesswoman but i was dressed like <laughs> a i was business woman. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say like to add to the layer of the story wearing a, I looked, I, no i was wearing jeans boots like a leather jacket like i looked good but a definitely in the boxing world Got yeah this in the boxing world and so because like a bit chilly uh up where they were doing it so i like wore my leather jacket it's like a really nice one and so i feel like i'll fit in and then i realized you know what i didn't fit in because every all the trainers are wearing like workout clothes and so whatever so i was like i'm clearly his manager and i go up to the front and i was like there's a mistake here there's clearly a mistake because he's he was underweight this morning and this enormous man is like basically ignores me kind of shoes me away 
And I was like, look, I, I'll give it another second before I have to get, you know, American on him. And I just kind of stood there and and he's talking to the other, they, they bring the other, the his, you know, rival over, the guy he's going to fight against. They bring the other coach. They start discussing and basically like, do you have to accept or not accept the fight? It's up to the other guy. And the coach immediately goes six pounds. He's like, there's no way we're accepting this fight. And I was like, okay, people. Da, 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 da. And I was like, you guys, this is not cool. I will make him get dressed and run around the goddamn block till he loses six pounds, but we are not losing this fight. Plus, it would kill me. Oh my God, how am I going to go home and be like, so I took him to the weigh in. We lost the fight. All I had I'm to do really was take him to the weigh in and we lost. And we lost. Imagine, I'm like, I cannot get, I cannot leave this fucking place without a fight. Like, there's no way. So I basically wasn't going to move. And I was like, I don't care if he has to run up on the block till he loses six pounds, but this is not happening. And the guy's like, ignoring me still. And I'm like, you don't, and I get up in his face and I'm like, he made weight this morning. There's a problem with the scale. This is, and Pablo just standing there going, this is not, this is, this is not true. It's not true. It's not true. He's like shocked. And the guy's like, okay, 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 everybody calm down, calm down. Why doesn't he weigh himself again? And I was like, that's a great idea. Let's weigh him again. And so he taps the scale again. And I think he was nervous and he got on too fast the first time because it didn't have a chance to calibrate. So this time he tapped it, it turns on, it calibrates, it goes to zero. Then he steps on and he totally made weight. And it was oh, fine. That's great. And wait, most important epilogue is that he, did he win he the won. fight? He, he won. won the fight. He won the fight. He and won by And if you check out your Instagram, you can see the amazing pictures of that. Okay. Well, speaking of of sports and winning, one of our all-time top shows is Friday Night Lights. And the creator of Friday Night Lights, whose name escapes me, because, again, we don't come to this podcast for for accuracy. Jason Jason Kadams. Okay, there you go. Has a new show called Rise, which Steph recommended we watch. She didn't recommend it we watch because she said you have to like it, but she recommended we watch so that we could talk about it. So I'm going to pass the mic now to Steph to step to give us the setting of the show, Rise, and then uh, give her initial reactions, and then we'll dig into the show. Okay, so first I have to say, with that whole weigh-in story, when you said you were going to have a... when Initially you were talking about talking, and you said you were going to have a weigh-in story. I thought it was going to be about meeting the weigh-ins brothers. No. <laughs> so I was just like waiting for like, how did you meet the way brothers? <laughs> that is amazing. You're like, how in Tenerife did you randomly yeah. meet? It's like I'm excited for this Wayans brother story. Sure. Um. <laughs> anyway, no it's a little interesting story, but I, I didn't see it going that way. Um. <laughs> anyway, so rise. So I was very excited about this show because it's from the creator of uh, Friday Night Lights and Parenthood, which are two of my favorite shows. Friday Night Lights above Parenthood, but I still love both of them. Um, and it's a, um, a drama set in a high school um, and all about kind of this, you know, underdog teacher who takes over the theater program and um, wants to really turn it around and do something edgy and modern. Um, and it's about the, the kids um, kind of coming together to do this production. And of course, you know, just high school drama. So there's like the, you know, a lot of the token characters the football player and the you know nerdy girl and the cool girl and parents having affairs it's all been done before but um you know that stuff always intrigues me because i love high school drama um so yeah that's the basic premise of it and in terms of my reaction to it i'm still well, not and you also love musical oh yes musical so, yeah I want to so like that's musical. like Two, uh, so exciting. two yeah. topics merged together and created your totally. favorite show. Totally. It's like a lot of my favorite shows put together. 
Um, it definitely has some kinks to work out, I'd say, but I'm usually not so judgy of a show within the first few episodes because I feel like right. a lot, a lot of great shows have a crap first season, even or at least a crap sure. few episodes. So I, um, I'm still gonna stick with it and see where it goes. And I don't think it's been bad by any means, but it hasn't been amazing. Um, there's, you know, there's parts that don't necessarily work. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. It's enjoyable. What do you guys who, think? Who, wait, first, who has been your MVP so far in the show? Oh, um, I really like the, um, what's his name? The one who, whose parents are religious and want oh. him to leave. Yeah, same for me. Uh, I want to go really with Simon? To, yeah, Simon, who's clearly wrestling with being gay, but he's not yet right. out gay. Um, right. Like, it's predictable. You can see where his storyline's going, but I think I, I really like whoever that actor is. I think yeah. he's really good. I've never seen him before. But um, Ted Sutherland. Ted Sutherland. Yeah, T- Teddy. Love There we go. <laughs> um, but he's great. I feel like all the kids are great. Their voices are amazing. So the singing is for sure... Like, I have no comments for that. I will say I do find a bit of the weak link is the main character, which is a bit of a problem. The How yeah. I Met Your Mother guy who plays... Josh um, Radner. Yeah, Josh yeah. Radner. Is, is, it, is it him as an actor or him as a character? Both. Because Both. It might be, but I mean, he's so mopey. Yeah. He's so mopey. And I'm like, this guy has to have a bit of a smile once in a while or whatever. They even make his hair so pathetic. Like, oh, God, I hate his hair. But for someone who's supposedly so passionate about musical theater, yeah, he seems very... Yeah, Mopey is the that's is that, the right I word. That's the point, obviously. But, but I, I had a I had a lot of I I, I actually enjoyed watching it in, yeah. in in a very like I'm not committed, I'm not going all in, yeah. but this is just like entertaining. I could see myself totally keeping it on while I'm cooking or folding laundry or something. Like it's good high yeah, school entertainment. But I, I I agree I had the most problems with him. Not just like that the acting or but the cat like the the character, like it, Lily sent an article that did you read it? This, yeah, I did. You I, gotta I read this article, read it, but it but it it's quickly really re, it sums it quickly up. affirmed some issues I was having. I was like, whoa! So you're telling me this guy with like no experience in theater is just gonna walk in and mm. get taken away right. from this woman away from like yeah. a perfectly qualified woman? What right. kind of and then have her be like, you can be my assistant. I'm like, that's mm. kind of a bunch of BS. <laughs> And she's great. I forgot about. Wait, what's her Rosie name? Rosie Perez. Perez. Yeah, yeah she's, she's always, always my on. MVP. Is it based uh, on a true story? Like, like it is, is based on a true story. I was like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. It, here, okay, let, can I interject? It is based on a true story, which is in which they got a lot of like crap from from people because the story is the real story is extremely inspirational, mm. and it is about a teacher that like single handedly resuscitated and brought life into the drama program of a Pennsylvania high school. So it takes place in Pennsylvania. I was mm. like, this okay. does not seem like Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Pennsylvania high school that this drama teacher like totally reinvigorated. Um, and um, was it a part book? of the like written uh, yes. as a book? Yeah, I think I think he wrote a book and. The thing is that he, the the actual real teacher was, um, or was it, I think at the time, a closeted gay man. I did read that, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, they not, changed it entirely. Right. And so the part of the thing that I thought was interesting is that the people give them crap for making the guy straight and, like, this, like, family with three kids and all that. Mm. And then the article I was reading was even more interesting because it was saying, okay, fine, if they're going to change it because they the creator of the show says he wanted to do his own creative input inside, like, to make it his own, then the article's like, well, then why did you make this guy? Right. Like, if you could change it to do anything because you're not going to stick true to the real person, totally. then why did you create this dude? Because he's the worst part of the show. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else is so, super fun, but this guy's the worst. So I seem to have had a um, an opposite relationship with this show than you guys. Number one, I mm-hmm. do not like the show. By the end of the second episode, <laughs> by the end of the second episode, when the uh, spoiled rich girl with the uptight parents, you know, the one that play the same character from Center Stage who has the mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. who gives her part over to Zoe Saldana, the one the movie. one who's always the lead, mm-hmm. the one yeah. who's always mm-hmm. the lead who loses yeah. her lead when she was singing whatever that song is. From I like her, the Wait. Rite of Spring or whatever awful Spring Awakening. That, come on. Um, Whatever and and like twelve other big moments were happening at the same time. I yeah. was that, that was it. I was like, I'm never watching this again. The only thing I really did like was I liked Josh Ratner. I I've always really liked Josh I, Ratner. I've heard okay. In, I like I'm too. You. in my what? notes, I'm just going to interrupt you to say in my notes, it says this. Um, the music opening feel is the same that make it makes you same as FNL. It makes you like it immediately, even though you don't even know what the show is because it reminds mm-hmm. you of Friday Night Lights. They did it on a purpose. And my second note is Shy loves Josh Radner. So I'm clearly I, I, gonna like him. <laughs> I think Josh Radner was ill served by the latter half of How I Met Your Mother. It's like he got rossed. Like they just kept writing the character as terribly as possible and I've heard interviews with him and I think he's very interesting and I and I liked him as the main character even though again there are points where the things they decided to do with the character were just like so dopey they like really Ted Mosby this character a couple of times <laughs> but um uh, every single character for me was a ridiculous cliche. Like at least Friday Night Lights, I felt like mm-hmm. I hadn't seen some of those characters before. But every character mm-hmm. is a cliche. Oh yeah, every everything they was are. a cliche. Yeah, um, and so, I agree. I, I think it's trying to to be like Friday Night Lights in their portrayal it, of gritty teenagehood. It, it's Friday Night Glee. Yeah, it's Friday Night Glee. So yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think I'm okay with that. But, but the, yeah, I, yeah, I watch yeah. The only I thing see, I yeah. kept thinking about though throughout was wait a minute wasn't this the exact plot of hamlet 2 and could we just have that be a, mo- a tv show instead oh hamlet 2 you know that amazing that amazing movie that um, oh my god coogan right. coogan and katherine keener and, and um elizabeth shoe and amy, elizabeth shoe and amy poehler and amy, amy poehler that movie is freaking brilliant, and the entire last section of that movie on its own is absolutely amazing. Skylar Aston is in that movie, too. That's right. He, he plays the character that's the same as the Simon character uh, on the TV mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. It has all of the same characters as this TV Jeff, show. Jeff, you need to see this movie. Only <laughs> oh, oh, Hamlet 2 is fantastic. A million times better, and it is hilarious. Um, and so what I would recommend people do if they are, and then we'll close up our conversation on Rise unless anyone has anything else, mm-hmm. is that what I would recommend people do is if you really like Rise, that's cool. I, I get it. Friday Night Glee, there's some appeal there. Um, but watch Hamlet 2 and you'll see, I think, a kind of funnier twist on the same exact story. Oh, and respect to Rosie Perez, who, despite her character yeah. being wildly disrespected, is like mm-hmm. a picture of professionalism and investment in the kids and the mm-hmm. person who actually like gets money for the program and you know sticks with the kids regardless of her being pushed out by the guy who steals her job. Uh, so and changes her play and changes. Like, well, I mean, she was doing Greece I mean, every. Oh, Greece. same thing in Hamlet too. The guy's doing movies as plays every year. Yeah, hilarious. Okay, all right. Moving on, moving on. Because I'm gonna let's talk about a show that Steph. I give full. I told you so. Credit, Steph. Oh, me too. Genius, Steph. You are a genius. 
catastrophe, which my wife had told me many times I would not like, I immediately hmm. liked. Um, I'm surprised. Can I say that I have not I'm... seen Catastrophe, but that I'm just going to go in and say that I like it because it you just seems like, like I don't like it? Oh, I can't yeah. see anyone not liking it, to be honest. Like, it's, it's likable. You know, but Shy's really particular, and, yeah. like, there's a darkness to Catastrophe that right. I would worry that Shy would be put off on, but it's also a dark humor, which is so nice. Like, cat- it's not to- totally dark. Catastrophe fits in my, Catastrophe fits in my mind in the place in my brain that likes shows like Shameless and Smilf. And I really like Smilf, by the way, too, Steph. Uh, yeah. I, I won't go full I told you show on that, but I really liked it and I'll keep watching it. Yeah. But it's these people that have challenges, but there is a love and a sweetness as opposed to shows where it's really just about making you feel bad. And I think Catastrophe has a realness about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the two leads. I love that they're the – are they the they're, creators yeah, of the show? So good. They're the creators of the writers. The writers, yeah. 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 And and the premise of the show, so people who are listening, is that, and it's on Amazon, is that uh, this guy and this woman who are in their probably late 30s or early 40s have an affair, like a one-night stand. He gets her pregnant. They decide to get married. But it turns out— It's a seven-night stand, but oh, that's fine. Sorry. Anyways, they turned out they turned out they get married, and then it's about the, the ensuing relationship they have. And I really like all the different people that are in their lives. I really like the way they deal with the challenges, whether it's the the relationship stuff or the substance abuse stuff. I find all of yeah. that really interesting. The only thing that makes me feel kind of bad, and I don't know if it's going to ever get resolved, is that because of her character is sometimes... Is her character sometimes quite mean to him, or am I just reading that as like a husband that I kind of side no, with him? I, or is I don't that... I, I mean, I'll let, yeah, I was going to say, I'll let Steph answer, but I think she's um, uh, hard on him. Like, she gives him a hard time, and that's her kind of defense mechanism, and, like, she's actually being funny, and he gives it right back to her. He's often, like, very quietly just mm. as, like, kind of mean and sharp with her, and, and they end up laughing most of the time in the scenes. So you think she's kind of being a bitch to him, and then he's like, I'll be a bitch right back at you. That is true. That is, is hilarious. That, that is one of the things that I think they do brilliantly, and I don't know where the relationship, where the friendship of these two writers yeah, or the actors. Yeah, because you can tell they're close, because he says some stuff to her that not a person would normally say to a woman like that. Yeah, they, yeah. they get in arguments sometimes that are so real and so angry, and then at the end of it, they they laugh and it's like you feel relief and you're like, oh, okay, no, there's love in this relationship even though things are messed up. And I think that's just a brilliance with the way that show works. I think there's a realness about it that is terrific. And he is a, a recovering alcoholic, I believe, in real life Yeah, as well. Yeah, I think and, a lot of it taken from his life. And uh, Oh, really? And I really yeah. love there's the character who is the – it's like his friend that is the husband of her friend. What's that guy's name? The – um, Philip? Oh, the no. Scottish Tom? guy. Uh, who? Um, Chris. Mark Bo- yeah. Bonner. Who becomes his... The actor. Who initially you it's, think doesn't it's like, like secret, him. They're secret friends at yeah. first. Yeah, it's like they're secret <laughs> friends. But he's a very loyal friend and a very caring friend, and I love seeing that friendship evolve. You know, this guy moves mm-hmm. overseas, doesn't know anything. Shia loves character. <laughs> but I will say, the show has the best the best moment of the entire show, and it relates right back to our family, is the main character, Sharon Hogan's character, Hogan, what's her last name? Her brother decides to move with his family to Barcelona. And the first <laughs> joke she makes when he decides to move to Barcelona 
is she makes like a sound and he says what is that and she says oh that's the sound of your dial-up modem because the wi-fi is going to be garbage and he goes what do you mean they have wi-fi in spain and she goes no they don't and i've actually stopped the show and taped it so i could send it to you one day lily i've been saving telling you the story till right now because i'm watching the show being like yeah i'd say that's lily once a week like they, 100%. they are a hundred percent. The Lily's wife, Lily's weird Spanish Wi-Fi does not work, and the show it's working right now. So busted it wide mm-hmm. open. Okay, all right. Have you guys finished the whole? Uh, like, no. I'm midway season? through the third no. season. Um, okay. No, I, I, have, I haven't gotten that far. I also kind of like now that I really like it. This happens to me. I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but when I start to really like a show, I then slow down and watch it very 100%. carefully. Well, this is a show no, where I'm like, wait a minute, I've got a few mm, episodes left. I gotta stop because then I'm like, you have good. Mm, you have much better like, than I do. I can't do that. I, I like plow through the first season and then I'm like, okay, let's slow down, people. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I don't want to waste the whole thing. And I, was, I really like. And you know me, I get sad. I miss my characters. I get very yeah, sad. Yeah, I just you do. Yeah. Okay. Anybody have any other thoughts on catastrophe? But anyways, I buy it. I buy, buy, buy. Yeah, it's great. 100%. Yeah. Okay. The big moment, the throwdown, as we continue to work our way through Amazon shows, mm-hmm. we're now going to talk about Golden Globe winning the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We talked a little bit about it last week, but now we have a bona fide. Um, uh, Miss Maisel early adopt Mrs. Maisel early adopter in Steph, who I think recommended it to us early on, and a super fan in Becky, and then you have Lily and I, where I'm not really sure where each of us come down on the show. Right now, I don't remember. Uh, who would like to start? I I think Steph absolutely yeah. must start because I've already given my given my reasoning as to why I like it and why I think it's interesting. Um, and so I, I want to hear the other side of the coin. Um, so I, this is another show I was very excited for when I heard that it was by um, the husband wife team who did Gilmore Girls, which is like, which is I've seen, here. I don't know, I've seen the entire series four times. Um, so I, and you know, I heard it was about comedy and, you know, feminism, whatever. I was like, yes, I'm in. And this is, sounds amazing. And then I watched it and was like, okay, this is pretty good. And as I watched a few episodes, I realized it was one of those shows where I was watching it because I felt like I should like it. And it took me a few episodes to realize I don't like this show. I'm not interested in these characters. I don't really believe them. It felt very schlocky, kitschy. Like, I know, Becky, I think you had mentioned, I was just listening to your last episode, you were talking about it being like a play. Um and I do kind of feel like that. And for me, that works against it. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. play when I'm watching TV. Um, it just felt so just not real enough for me. And I, and not enough was happening. Like, I would pause it and be like, oh, my God, I'm halfway through this episode. And I just felt like Ooh, that's a bad really, sign. Yeah, mm, I felt like it was really progressing. Sign. I didn't care that much. And I really want to care because I think it's an amazing premise for a show. And it's it, it is smart and it's well written. But it just... It just was too kind of quirky something for me that I just I like yeah I did, I did I ditched in the middle of the season I was like I don't think I can finish this and I still might try again but I don't know if I'm gonna get there. So okay, but wow. those were some of the issues that you had try as well. You yeah, felt like but, it was too um, care it was too much of a caricature. Yeah, mm. so I would say 
so let's see. Number one, I think Becky's point about it being like a play actually helped me like the show more. It helped me understand mm-hmm. it a little bit more. Like sometimes, sometimes I'm perfectly fine with being surprised surprised about what a show is, and sometimes I get annoyed when I don't know what it's promising me, and then I can't tell what like what exactly it's supposed to be. And and this show, I couldn't tell what it was promising me. Once, and I kept saying to Allie, this feels like a play, not like a show, but is it supposed to be that way? Like, is it just being overacted? Um, And that that part Mm. I got sensitive about because I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, you must love this show because it's so Jewish and it's about these Jewish people in New York. That's weird. And, and... (laughs) And like weird everybody like, knows who says that to you. That's a weird thing to say to somebody. Everybody <laughs> knows I love Jewish humor, um, and I okay, and I love talking sure, about my man. Jewish identity. But when I was watching this show, especially since I really don't like the characters, like I don't, I don't think they're necessarily <laughs> good people. I'm like, Jesus, this what, what people think is a is like what Jews are, and 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 the other thing that I I yes. <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing I, I felt like I didn't relate to, although, again, I think my sister's put this on his head well, is that this was a, a, a ty- this was a group and a class of Jews growing up in New York that were sort of the opposite side of the tracks of what our family was growing in New York at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say we grew up in, in like a hard life. We grew up probably in the equivalent version of that in Montreal growing up. But. In New York, no, in New York, she never sees what? her kids, no. so we did not grow up in the equivalent of that. No, they I, I, I meant apartments on I, the Upper West Side. Okay, fair enough. We didn't, but we did not. But wa- like, we did not want. You mean like us, like the three of us? Like, you mean us, like our family, like we, our we did of not, our heritage? We New York did in not. The 50s. We did not. Dad want, growing up, we did not want for anything growing up in Montreal when we grew up. <laughs> That's but what he's saying. Like, he's saying like we're more similar to her than our parents growing up were to her right. that the shit. stories of our dad like the other of, of, of our grandfather it. working two jobs in the fire department and at the fish store is not in any way the in the lower east side sort of in well, brooklyn jewish experience is not this jewish experience yeah. so also there was no way i could authenticate the story being told in this because i'm like i don't know i don't know anybody who grew up that mm-hmm. way uh, also your our our other our mom's father our grandfather was in the garment business and made women's clothing and dresses and was a designer. And mm. we know very well that his whole like experience is completely different from her, her in-laws. Oh yeah. If that anything, was I identified more with the in-laws family. And that was yeah. a whole other thing. Like, is that more so, similar to the in-laws, but not like that. So at here's all. another question I have. And so, so but not a horrible so, human being. So, right. Exactly. So it, it, in the end, I definitely didn't work on Yom Kippur. It, I that. Yeah. And I'll pull it apart a little bit more again. This is sort of without making judgment. Another thing that I was a little bit uncomfortable with, and then again, this maybe this is a strength of the show, is that I didn't know where I was supposed to land with the husband's character. Is he bad? Mm-hmm. Is he good? Oh, I felt Mom like and I got into a whole argument about that. I felt actually. like they they tell made me she defended you. Uh, well, right. because I was like, forget Joel. She shouldn't be getting to back together with him. He's the worst. Blah blah blah. And Mom's like, what are you talking about? He's the father of his children. He transgressed <laughs> once, and I was like, what year is this? And what is happening to your brain? He's the father like, of her children. Hold on a second. Got into like a whole thing about it. I'll, the thing about him though is that I felt like the show made it very. He kept making decisions in the show that easily made him the bad guy repeatedly. Right. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. she's a likable character, but he's stealing jokes from people. He cheats on her. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes bad business decisions. So he it's almost like his character isn't set up to be in any kind of fair relationship with her, even though there are a lot of things she does that I don't really like. So 
I kind of felt bad for him towards the end, and I don't think this is a guy thing, but I, I felt bad for him when he when he goes away and he takes that awful job that clearly is super sketchy. Uh, Steph, you didn't get to the end of the show, but he... No. I, I think he tries to redeem himself at the end. I don't know. It was unclear. He tries... I think he does try to redeem himself, but I don't want to ruin it for Steph because one thing, if you do end up watching it, mm-hmm. I mean, the actual... He works. He does eventually work hard to redeem himself. That you you clearly see. But the last episode and the last scene reveals more about him and her than the, than the entire season. Mm, I, I felt like the last episode redeemed the season for me because okay. I was like watching it. I'm like, oh come on. And then the, that last episode I thought was quite redeeming because it kind of reveals a lot about both of them. Mm, that's okay. true. But but my MVP of the show, and I think even I will watch, I continue to watch it, is because Alex Bornstein is freaking genius on that show, and I've always thought she was a genius. I said this last week. She's Susie, and that character and that side of the whole comedy side, and how she helps build the act and the relationship with the different promoters and the bars is absolutely amazing, and I love that element of the show. And I, I liked how they have her having to fight um, being blacklisted after she I makes the mistake. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's. I thought that was really well done. That was that was really cool. Okay. I mean, she, I wish she kind of had her own show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said I watch the spinoff with her. Beck, any further thoughts after we've pulled this apart? What do you think of the husband, Beck? What do I think of the husband? I think, I think he's. I mean, he to me, he's he's not the bad guy, but he's certainly. I see him as a um, something that is inhibited. Midge from being her true self mm. like he and so See, he he needs okay. he needs to be ta- like when he is removed from the equation and she doesn't have to worry about pleasing him and being perfect for him and being a great couple with him and putting all of her energy into him she can then put that energy into herself and so for me he's an obstacle he's a plot device he's an obstacle isn't one um, of his is one of his points though that she did the same thing to him he tries to spin it that way when he like confronts her about the relationship Mm -hmm. he's like you made me like i was never good enough and you're so everything and like he kind of sets it up that way i think that's bullshit actually but like that argument in a way like rings very true because you see it it's like he can't take responsibility for his actions and so everything he has to blame on someone else oh you're right that's consistent with his character yeah he's so incapable of taking responsibility for anything and so her the fact that she's a she has a strong character and she's a powerful woman and she's really had so much enthusiasm and all of this all of a sudden that is turned into a negative thing and the reason why he failed you know, right. and when all she ever just, did was clearly cater to him. Right. Like, and so and so I just sort of saw him throughout the season as being an obstacle that needs to be removed from her life. And then any of his backstory and character development or whatnot, you know, is just to beef up the hour of television. But I never felt particularly attached to him. Um, and and I at the end of the season, when he sort of gets his didn't get his comeuppance but you know what i mean when he realizes just how amazing she is and how kind of pathetic he is in comparison i was like okay good goodbye <laughs> all right you steph know? give you the final word any any further words before we move on mm, no not interested in watching it <laughs> <laughs> steph gives it a hard meh <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Now it is time for our recommendations, what we've been watching. I have like a continuing list of things I've been meaning to bring up over the weeks. Um, uh, do anyone have any particular strong feelings about what they want to say first? Um, I, yeah, I, I somehow really like this show, Santa Clarita Diet. On, oh, I like it. Yeah. Because like um, so every time I'm like watching, I'm like, oh, do you really like this show? And then I'm like, I do like it. I, I feel Drew like and Drew Barrymore and Timothy Fund. And I love the, the kids. Yeah. The kids I, are yeah. so adorable. Yeah. I just basically, I love her. And she's really funny. And they did, the writing is really good. And I mean, I don't really care about the whole zombie part. I just care about like their their delivery their chemistry and you know I, justified is an amazing show if anybody's interested in, in watching that as like a westerny kind of like sheriff kind of show with like murder and intrigue and it's a great show and he's i think he's a ama- timothy oliphant is amazing on that um and to see him in a completely different character who's kind of like the more like passive traditional husband is hilarious he's so funny um, mm-hmm. And I have very few half-hour shows that my husband will watch, and he, whatever he watches, has to have normally like relative levels of violence and zombies. So this is like a nice, like middle yeah, ground. It's a nice, two uh, yeah. So, no, and I'd say like I know, I know, shy and stuff. You had mentioned it's not your type of horror comedy, and I would say this is my type of horror comedy. Me too. I found my type this, of horror. This comedy. is my type of horror comedy. I'm down with this. I don't know if I really like horror comedy. I think that's what it is. Like, it doesn't. So, it doesn't do much for me. The silly goofiness with gore. Like I like. I like horror and I like comedy. I don't love the two together. See, I love them together. Um, and Ash versus Evil Dead, Stand Against Evil, is more my style. Like good versus mm. evil adventures and sort of absurd gore. I'm not against Santa Clarita Diet. I just there's something that hasn't appealed to me. Maybe it's because the whole use of the word diet just makes me think that she's going to have to be eating brains the whole time and it kind of grosses me yeah. out. It did seem oh. pretty gross. I only watched the first two episodes, but there was... It can be gross at times. It's pretty, pretty gross. gross. When she like consumes Nathan Fillion, that's pretty pretty yeah. intense. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Have a good Nathan Fillion cameo, by all the right. way. But I'm, I'm not against either. checking it out. Maybe we'll watch it when we're all together at some point, and I'll see if I, mm-hmm. I, I attach it. And I do love Timothy Oliphant. Love, 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 yeah. love him. Like, I, it's like by no means my favorite show. It just sort of like, in my household, gives us a nice, happy medium. Yeah, fun. Yeah. All right, Beck? Um, um, so I, when I was uh, visiting my in-laws, my father-in-law, I'm not prepared to give him an I told you show yet. But I'm going to keep watching, and I and I could get there. Is I started watching the television series Get Shorty. He like insisted that I watch it. There's like, a television like, series. What? There's yeah. A television series, and it stars. There is. Um, um, what's his you name? Is it Canadian? What's his what name? is it? Chris. No. What's his name? Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Ooh, I love him. The British guy. Stars Chris O'Dowd. Or, Irish? What is he? Where, where's he from? Australia. Uh, no, I thought he was Irish. He's Irish. Uh. Definitely <laughs> Irish. Stephanie. There's, there's a huge difference between an the guy Irish from, accent. The guy, from, the guy from Bridesmaids. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that guy. Stars him. So it's a television oh, series. Sure. Story. So it's the same premise that, like, um, you know, uh, uh, um, a mob enforcer wants to become a Hollywood producer, He's right? The mob so it's that premise. Like a, you know, like a gangster. Like so a gangster. Ray Romano. Kind of guy. Right. And Ray Romano's there, right? So it's the same prime premise, like from the from the movie, from the book, but it's completely different from from the movie. Um, and I have to say, Chris O'Dowd is so 
freaking charming. He's really and he great. is though. He's good you know, in everything. He plays this. Re- he plays it with so. He plays the part with so much dimension. It's so much fun to watch him because he's like both sensitive and vulnerable, but also like really tough and a gangster and he just plays back and forth on this line this very fine line really carefully and and i've so far found it to be uh funny and charming and like interesting with some good plot stuff i'm only a few episodes in but right now now i would recommend now i know why i didn't know it existed it's on that channel epix i don't even know how to get that that? channel what the hell channel is that i've heard of it i just don't epix epix so i have no idea yeah i kind of assume probably You probably well, saw Steph it on... lives in Canada. Steph, yeah, why don't you Steph know about on, like, this? Canadian on demand, but I don't know where else to watch it's it. It's a I... Canadian show, though. There's no way it's a Canadian show. No, no, it's not Canadian, but right. I just, I happened to start watching it while in Toronto. Okay. So, um, on... so I so far recommend, I've only seen, I think, like three or four episodes, but um, I've enjoyed it so far. Huh. Uh, and I have to, for me, I just want to see if it can sustain for a whole season. Mm-hmm. So you, you know? have DirecTV, that's why this is a Comcast thing. I would check it out. Oh, well, I think it's a network you have to pay separately for, and I'm um, not going to happen. But I am intrigued, and I love Get Shorty. Eventually, it'll be movie. on Netflix. Oh at yeah, some point. Get Shorty. I love that show, and so I, I'm oh, really. I mean, the movie. I mean, I love that movie. I even love Be Cool, <laughs> the lesser loved sequel. Mm-hmm. So you do. I do yeah. love Be Cool. That scene where they sing so, uh, "Crying" or cry, "Crying" when they sing "Crying" at the end uh, with Linda Moon. So good. So always gives I'll, me chills. Uh, if I can find a way to watch it, I will, and I'll keep you guys posted. But so far, I'm very, very into it. Okay. Well, I have a, I have a list I'm going to run down. Of right. a, a, a Wait, does it, should we ask Steph? Well, I, I was going to give Steph the last word, but Steph can go now okay. if she wants. Steph, do you want to go okay. now? I want Steph to comment on my list. Okay. Oh, you he wants feedback, Lily. No, I want gotcha. I, I want conversation. I care. I, no, I, I want no. va- validation want from feedback Steph. Feedback and approval. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do oh. from Steph. Not so much yeah. you guys. No, not so much us. What do you so, need? Our go ahead, go ahead. So on the kids front, we've been we discovered at the recommendation of Zev and Sarah, our friends, Teen Titans Go. Have I mentioned this recently? It's like to this, me in a hundred text messages. It's like the Muppet Babies meets the DC Comics oh, yeah. characters. You it's, mentioned it last week, right? Did I? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, you were. I wasn't listening. Teen Titans Go is good for kids. I saw Ready Player One. Uh, I liked it. It was a great spectacle for the big screen. Uh, I'm not sure how much I love loved it, but definitely awesome to see Spielberg doing a really fun big screen 3D movie. Um, I also feel like you mentioned that too, but go did ahead. I? Did I mention <laughs> the Florida Allie, project? I feel like? Did I mention the Florida project? You My... said it was depressing. Did I say it on the show? You did mention the Florida project. We did talk about it. <laughs> Damn it. What's going Should on I, with this me? This is last and week's episode. Oh, man. All right, fine. Then I'll, I think I accidentally <laughs> copied the wrong notes or something. All right, well, yesterday. So I, I look, I've been, have amnesia. I've, no, I've been really sick the last 24 hours. Um, and so I watched a lot of, well, sort of in a fever dream, I watched a lot of television and stuff. So number one, I've been deep into 80s cartoons. I don't know. Do you guys ever remember that show Dungeons and Dragons? Absolutely terrifying cartoon yeah. for kids. I watched that, and I even got to listen to the radio play version of the unreleased final episode and finally got the resolution of the story. So people who watch that show know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God, the rabbit hole. Whoa. That is some niche, niche stuff you're you're getting into. Just to keep my indie cred solid with my little sister who thinks I have a gutter palate, I watched Mm -hmm. the, The Little Hours. With Aubrey Plaza and Kate McCucci and Allison Brie and Dave Franco. Oh, I wanted to watch that. That's, is that how, is that, that the weird comedy? 
Yeah, it's a we- weird comedy is the perfect way to describe it. It's like, weird. looks so weird. It's weird. John C. Riley. it takes place in a nunnery, and it has all these actors that are amazing, even like a cameo by Fred Armisen that's really funny and a cameo by Adam Pally. But they talk like they exist now, so they curse a lot at each other. But it's really, really, really weird. I, I feel like it's it's a solid like rent or meh, only because it the funny parts are really funny and the acting is really good, but I just don't know what the point was. Um, or how they got all these people to be in it. No, I know how they got all these people to be in it. Probably someone who's really cool from that group was like, hey, I'm making this really cool, weird, offbeat movie. Let's go and make it. And they made it. And I think they made what they wanted to make, which is, so I give them respect for that. But I just, I found it was kind of off-putting. Got it. Um, okay. Ooh. Steph? But, mm-hmm. um, Wait, should, I, should I have more? No, no, no. Or I should I that's what I got. Okay. Um, so I just finished season two of Sneaky Pete, which is another oh, Amazon show that the first for some reason no one seems to watch. No, I watched I'm the really first season to and watch I it. loved the first season. Loved, loved, I loved the, the first season. season and I really liked the second season too. It's like pretty much, you know, the same kind of thing, just a different, you I'm know, saving the second season. whatever. I'm saving the second oh. season because like, I know okay. it's going to be awesome. But when I finished the first yeah. season, I was bummed that it was over. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went through it pretty quickly and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I love all the actors. I love the characters. I love Giovanni Ribisi, even though I think, is he a Scientologist? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I, don't know. Is he? I'm gonna check. I, I think he is. I'd but, rather uh, not know when they are. I know. It sucks you know? when you find that out. You're like, no, oh, I know. But, um, he's just, he's so good at like playing this kind of, you know, con man. So good. Like, I can't imagine the show working with anybody else except him. I, um, I just uncovered the movie, a movie in my collection, Boiler Room, where it's the movie yeah, about I the know. stock market. I, like I, I feel like he totally channels that character in this show. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah, he's awesome. And then I also just finished. Uh, the Baker and the Beauty, which is an Israeli show that Amazon also picked up. This is a big uh, plug for Amazon. I hope, I hope they pay you guys. Big money I want to go all <laughs> in. I want to go all in. I want to go it. all in and say right now, original programming, not service overall, but original programming. To me, there's no competition between Amazon and Netflix. I, I don't actually. I can't even think of a Netflix only program. There's so much more on Netflix though. Yeah, because they yeah. buy so much garbage. Yeah, they have more content, but yeah. the original programming is superior, is what you're saying on by, Amazon. By far, by far on Amazon. Like I actually don't know of a Netflix generated show that I like. Have you guys watched the one on Amazon Red? Oh gosh, Red. YouTube, YouTube Red. Read something? No, about the, no, the, the family and the Catskills, Jewish family. Red Oaks. Red Oaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I've seen it. It's good. I haven't I watched that, but like... I've heard it's really cute. I think you'll like it, Steph. Yeah, it, I want to watch it. It's good. It's sort it. of like it's sort of um, it's only I think three seasons, but it it yeah, it ends when about there was nothing left to tell in the story, but it does right. a good coming of age '80s story. I like that. I might check it's that out. It's got that fast um, times at Ridgemont you, High feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like it's something that you you don't have to be. You could do something else while you're watching it, yeah. or you could just watch it if you're like tired. Yeah, I mean, but it's not <laughs> great, like you have great to. Plug for the show, great sell. Yeah, well, I just I you know, listen, so there's a time to have for everything, right? And yeah. I'm always looking for shows that I can watch without having sure, to actually I pay agree. attention to. Um, but sh- anyway, the Baker Baker and the Beauty is an Israeli that show. Awesome. Two seasons. 
I loved it. I it was recommended to me by a friend, and then um, my mom binge watched it and said it was really good. Um, and it's it's really good. It's very soapy. Like a lot of it is ridiculous, and it's very, you know, Israeli for whatever that means. Is like, it in just, Hebrew? It's in Hebrew, yeah. So you have to be prepared to watch the subtitles. Um, well, hey, some of us speak, speak and understand Hebrew. So yeah, exactly. Um, are you fluent in Hebrew? Shai is. But I just they speak very fast. Anyway, yeah, probably not um, enough to watch a drama in with like modern slang right now. But maybe ten years ago, I could have. I just want to let our our public now, our fans know that it's the beauty and the baker. (laughs) What did I say? Baker and the beauty. Ah, same difference. Um, Well, because I know you don't want to have happen last week, like when I recommended the. we don't know what we're talking about podcast and Becky listened to the wrong one and listened to two bros. I still, every time I think of Becky saying, who wants to listen to two bros talking about Villanova? It cracks me up every time. I think. Um, Oh, this, this looks fun though. Anyway, it's really fun. It's about a a baker, uh, just a small time, small town baker in Israel and this model famous young woman and their romance. And there's a lot of drama and soapy stuff. And it's, it's, really fun i'd say if you like rom-coms and soap opera kind of shows then you will like it um and last night i watched paddington 2 has anyone seen it (laughs) i've heard no i've heard it's amazing it's so good i've heard why did you watch this ali took one of our kids to see it to be amazing ali took one of our kids to see it in the theater (laughs) and I'm pretty sure she liked it the least out of anything she's ever seen. The kid okay. liked it. Really? Kid no, liked everyone it. I know, like, no, I know it would make any sense to me. see it. We're just like, this is incredible. Well, have you seen, okay, wait, have you seen Paddington, the first movie? No. What are you all doing with your lives? Okay, watch Paddington. No Paddington. It's adorable. It's like a, it's like a Wes Anderson kids movie. Are you? Ah. All right, now I'm officially checked out. That's the best way I can. Do you hate Wes Anderson? No, I don't hate Wes Anderson. Uh, I think he's just... made a few masterpieces, but like the Fantastic Mr. Fox, I saw when I was recovering from back surgery, um, uh, and uh, it made the back made me wish I was still getting back surgery, like while I was. What Fantastic Mr. Fox? Mr. Fox so good. Okay, then then we have different kids movie styles that's unfortunate but um if you do like that kind of lily i think you'll like it for sure i can't really imagine anyone not liking it it's such a sweet movie paddington's such a sweet character like you laugh and you'll cry and it's just ali has no heart really funny it's really silly like the humor is just he's just we we just watched captain underpants for a hundredth time today and that's amazing because they do an entire uh william tell over no 1812 overture with whoopee cushions in that movie so Steph, you see where Shy diverges. Actually, well, you're talking I, don't, I don't know. And he's talking poopy. Jokes. Just, just to talk a little okay. bit about our family, uh, we were in the RV trip this summer, and we were driving on one of the the parts where we were in the van, not the RV, with mom and dad. And the kids were really into Captain Underpants because the movie is awesome and hilarious, and it's not just fart jokes. But my kids, of course, love the fart version of the eighteen twelve overture. And they kept asking to play it in the car. Now, just imagine, Lillian Beck, dad's driving a van on a dangerous, dangerous road, and I'm controlling the radio from the middle of the car with my phone, blasting fart music while my kids (laughs) cheer. 
It's not a good scene. That's called playing with fire. That, that is a scene where where we are pulling the van over. <laughs> um, but Steph, I'm impressed with this Paddington. Um, you should totally watch it. It's so cute. It's so sweet. And and I have two questions for Steph. So whenever you guys are done with your recommendations, let me know. Done. Uh, we're done. Good. And then we're wrapping okay. up. So yeah. I have two things I wanted to like. You know, exciting knowing Steph. Um, movies that I feel like she has is super excited about. Okay. Isle of Dogs, talking about Wes Anderson. I, I know like nothing you... about that. I read something about that recently and was like, there's a new Wes Anderson movie. Like, to be yeah, honest, I know nothing about movies motion. anymore. They were like, we did all the foxes, now we're going to do dogs. Yeah, I um, love it for sure. Watch the trailer, because I feel okay. like you you would at least like the trailer. And then I feel like you must be super stoked to see The Quiet Place. Like, have you guys been yes. reading all about this? Oh, movie? I really mm-hmm. want to see that. Like, I was. I want to see it so reviews. badly, and it's supposed to be so good and so scary, which I love. It's like there's no, not that like many horror three. movies that come out that get good reviews. Um, but uh, yeah, I was going to see it last week by myself, and then just like it was right. twelve thirty mentioned- on a sunny day, and I felt kind of like, oh, I don't know if I sh- can see a horror movie myself. Like, it's a weird thing to see something scary when you like can't kind of like grab a hand of someone beside you. Um, right. yeah. so I didn't do that, but I do want to see it ASAP. So I feel like we need to all regroup one day in the future and we oh. all get a chance to see it. Yeah, I really want to see it. And it is theater for sure. I want to Sorry, see it. Would you see it? Oh, hundred percent. When you I saw do? the commercial, I, I was hundred percent so in. scared. You don't like scary movies. I, that was Allie. I that, do not like that scary movie. Movies. That movie strikes me more as like an in- like a well done thriller with a really cool scary premise versus let's say like Freddy Krueger where the concept is just so terrifying to me that even though that's like almost goofy scary it scares me right like I can't watch that or I can't watch Hostel I don't like the sort no, no of like, I can't watch any of those that yeah. tor- those torture type movies Not but, a, yeah I don't, I don't like that stuff but yeah, but, but this kind of thing it has such a cool premise and Love Emily Blunt, and I, I'm rooting in general for a guy like Josh Krasinski to do John. something. John, 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 whatever. He could easily be a Josh. He looks though, like a fair. Josh. Totally. Guy, folks like him to do stuff outside of that, like Jim character that he was on The Office, who yeah. I got so mm-hmm. sick of by the end. I, I, I root for him to to do other cool stuff, and it makes me excited that and they. He directed it, which is cool. Um, He's a director, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I, I've been reading all these people who now want him to all this stuff on the internet about like let's have him and Emily Blunt do the Fantastic Four, and I'm like, why would we waste those talents on that comic book right. movie? That is a comic book movie that I do not think the world has proven. People have it's to not stop work. trying to make it work. Yeah. It's not going to work. It, don't make it fetch a thing. It's not. Or stop no. trying to make mm-hmm. fetch a thing. <laughs> stop trying to make fetch. Okay, a let's do our shout outs and then be on our way. Lily, any shout outs? I mean, like the world. Thanks for all our listeners. I have my head my head in, a bit in the sand because I have a crazy two weeks of work. So I haven't been as up and up on Twitter and all that. But I will want to. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. A shout out to my cousin Mindy. Um, because she is consistently texting me. The way I texted Becky about Outlander. Outlander. So I feel like, Becky, I'm paying it forward because I'm on call answering mm-hmm. her ridiculous mm-hmm. questions and being like, I can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. The way you did with me and kind of coaching her like through the excitement of watching the first season. Um, well, she's on season two already, but she's like, oh, thank God I have someone to like to ask all these questions and text to. I'm like, I get it, girl. I know I've been there. So, um, yeah, I'm paying it forward. And shout out to Mindy. Cool. Um, Back. I'd like to give a shout out to my friend 
Trevor Jimenez, whose short film Weekends is playing in a whole bunch of film festivals all over the world right now. That is awesome. He is such a cool guy. He's a very cool guy. And this is a beautiful animated short film, all hand-drawn. All of our friends worked on it. My husband worked on it. Um, Something Trevor has, you know been working on for many 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 years and um so if there is a film festival going on in your city chances are this short film is going to be playing there no kidding it's uh it's doing really well right now and you can follow weekends you can follow some updates about the film on instagram at weekends film so if you you want right now yeah want to find out more about where it's playing um, it's a beautiful film, so shout out to Trevor. I would, of your friends, he is such a cool guy. I would love to have Trevor come join us one day to talk he, about I'm, his film he and might, other things. I could see him joining us. He, um, like Tony, he is a bit of a whisper talker, so we're going to have to put the <laughs> game up well, I'm, quite I'm, a bit. Well, I'm learning how to master the episode, so it'll help <laughs> the dynamic range. All right, Steph, mm-hmm. do you have any shout outs? Uh, shout out to my mom. That's about it. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Cool. Moms are always good to shout out to. Um, yeah. Moms, moms and your mom is particularly out. cool. So she's great. And she'll for sure Carol. listen. So yeah. Uh, Yay, Carol. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I got shout outs to our good old buddy uh, Lindsay Lee, aka Afros XII, who yesterday, when I was super under the weather, um, did a drawing of uh, the pancake, uh, eating a cup, drinking a cup of hot syrup <laughs> soup. And I sent, I shared that on Twitter, and she is a good friend and a super awesome creative person. Everyone should follow her stuff. And she and another one of my great um, artist people that I'm a huge fan of, she and Wrong X Jen, who we nicknamed Jen, they have started a website and store. It's sundogsfire2112.wixsite.com, or you can just go to Jen and Lindsay's Instagram uh, hand, uh, sorry, Twitter handles, which are Afros XXI or Wrong X Gen. I've bought some stuff already with Lindsay's art. I'm looking forward to buying some stuff with Jen's art. Just amazing artists and friends. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to my Ash versus Evil Dead buddies Susan on the Ledge, Weirdo Anthony, Gavin DeGhost, who also had the pancake appear in one of his drawings, which was really cool. Um, I am doing weekly Ash versus Evil Dead animations. These are recreations or my own spin on scenes from the previous week's episode and tweeting them out at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time right before the episode airs. And this is part of, uh, I think, a campaign of all of us diehard Evil Dead fans that really want to see this show continue. I, I Look, I know you guys love Outlander. <laughs> But if Outlander can be a show, then they can devote a half hour a week to Ash vs. Evil Dead because it's a terrific show. It's, I think, expanding the universe of the Evil Dead world amazingly, and I really hope that Stars keeps that show on the air. And these are all big fans who are who are doing their best every week to try to make that known. With that, um, Steph, where can people follow you? People can follow me um, on my blog, com on Twitter at Steph underscore Rebecca and Instagram Gilman Steph, I want to say. I am private now on it, though, because I have a child and I'm trying to be responsible. But chances are, if you don't look like a psycho, I'll let you follow me. Okay. Don't look (laughs) like a psycho. Good good Mm -hmm. words. Becky, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at paperbkprincess, and you can check out some recipes at everydayoat.com. 
And Lily? On Twitter as Chichi K Gomez. <laughs> and your Twitter name is fantastic. All right. Oh, it's funny. You can follow oh, me. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. No, your Twitter, both of you, you guys are hilarious on Twitter. Um, and Steph, when you tweet, you are awesome. But I feel like yes, you tweet like I I've been, tweet. I've been, uh, yeah, it's hard to find the time, but I, I do want to get back into the fun. Uh, all right. You can follow me at Pancake for Table or catch all of the Pancake stuff uh, at PancakeForTable.com. If you just want to follow the podcast, it's Friday Night Movie Pod. Dot com and please go to iTunes or one of the other places that you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. It really helps us get noticed. I've actually seen that in search results, we are now coming up more and more first when you look for Friday Night Movie, which is really cool. Um, I spent a little bit of time last week leaving reviews for some of our favorite podcasts, and I'm going to share those this week because really, you know, podcasting is a labor of love for us and I think for everyone who does it. And And one of the ways other than listening that you can show your support is by taking the time to leave a review so please go ahead and do that although again i think itunes makes it difficult (laughs) it's not intuitive but if you do figure out how to do it it's worth it um and now the theme music will kick in and we will tipper tapper that's that tipper tappering is the official noise of steph's episodes we will tipper tapper (laughs) dance our way out of the episode to the dulcet tones of what does it and uh thanks for doing this guys have a great day thanks so much bye Bye. Website is pass me another cupcake, correct? Yes. Dot com or dot it's dot com, right? Com, yeah. Dot ca. What do you think? Dot toronto. Dot ca. Just making sure.